0: Bye. Ladies and gents, the Florida men are back for another episode of the Florida man podcast. Yes, sir. As always, the always fluid Johnny Cinco here with me. Always fluid. Always fluid with less or well, more or less 24 hours of football before it kicks off. Let's get this show started. We're going to start with a little bit of rapid fire to show some love to the NFL teams that are here local. So, Johnny, let's start with the Miami Dolphins.
1: Well, normally I wouldn't waste too much time talking about a backup QB, but this is the Dolphins and the backup matters. Now, after a preseason-long position battle to earn the second-string quarterback position, Mike White has claimed the role over Skylar Thompson. Now, Miami struggled with injuries to their quarterbacks last year. Tua was forced to miss playing time due to multiple concussions, as we all know. Teddy Bridgewater was Miami's number two last year. He also missed some time with a head injury and a broken finger. Now, looking Thompson, was a seventh-round pick in last year in 2022. He appeared in seven games. He started in two of them. You know, last year for the Dolphins, he tallied... 534 passing yards and a pathetic 57% completion rate, one touchdown, three interceptions. These numbers should get you thrown out of the NFL, let alone get you another shot out of the backup. He also started the team's playoff game against the Buffalo Bills, throwing a sad 220 yards and with a pathetic 18 for 45 passing with a touchdown, two picks. You got your shot, kid. Uh, we don't know when we get our shot. Sometimes it's Kurt Warner into your 10th year, and sometimes it's into your rookie year like Purdy. Point is, you blew it, Thompson, so White is the number two man. Now, White showed some promise in a few games he played for the Jets, and he can fill in when needed like a good backup does. But make no mistake, the Dolphins are not winning without Tua. But at least they have a QB that can hold a team's head above water if Tua misses a game or two. I said a game or two, not four, not five, not six. Understand Miami? Miami uh, made a good
0: choice with their number two man. Wow, I just asked you a question. I didn't need you to go into that whole dissertation on, on Mike White versus Scott Ross. But here's the You're deal. You're welcome. Here, here, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. You don't pay Mike White two years, $8 million to not be the second person here, next man up. So that, to me, is the bottom line. I think he's got $4.5 million that's guaranteed. And the, the one thing I will agree with you on this uh, here, Johnny— he is like, it's not really quarterback two, in my opinion, I think it's quarterback one, a, when you're the Miami dolphins, it's It's back to back seasons. Yeah. I mean, back to back seasons, he has yet to play more than 13 games in a season. So hopefully we're hoping good health for Tua, but definitely something noteworthy about being a QB two. Let's, uh, what about the Tampa Bay Bucks They're done.
1: Hold on. No, you're not going to come here and say one, a Tua is in a different league. White is a good backup based on the possibility of injury. So if it does happen, White can keep you get, keep you going for a game or two, but, under no circumstances, money doesn't even matter. You, you bring up an example of Pete Carroll last week on how, how he showed true coaching ability to where you bring in a quarterback and pay him the money. You don't care. It's about ability. If, if Skyler Thompson outplayed White, nobody, i tell telling you, that coaching staff from Miami does not care they paid him $8 million. They're going to put the best man number two. My point was simple. My dissertation, like you said, is that, <laughs> is that Thompson got his shot. And he blew it. Terrible, terrible performances last year. So I know he's a rookie. I get it. But you get your shot when you get your shot. So that's the reason
0: why White's the main man, regardless of, of what they're paying uh, him or not. I'll agree with that. But remember that Pete Carroll's not in Miami. They don't have Miami. You know, they don't they, have Pete Carroll as a coach. So okay. Well, yeah. they have his protege.
1: But anyway, let's, let's go ahead and br- let's talk about the Bucs here. Now, we,
0: we know what's going on with the Dolphins. So tell me about the Bucks. Oh, I mean, the Bucks. if you um, have been paying attention to what's happening over the last week, they've been talking about Mike Evans and the contract that never was. Uh, as always, we get into these conversations where I know Johnny's probably going to want to say that the ownership has a problem. They don't want to pay their players. But for me, it's just as simple as dead money and cap. And hopefully, uh, Mike Evans can come to a resolution with this. We've had very, we had, I mean, a handful of notable players that have stayed with the Bucs, have retired as Buccaneers, and I'm hoping that we can get a deal done. He's 30 years old. He's an elite future Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. And uh, again, it's just a cap situation. It's nothing personal, Mike Evans. So, do you think the Bucs should resign him? As long as it's a cap-friendly deal, and uh, and I'm, I'm more team first than player on this. Uh, I know what the cap situation is. So as long as the deal makes sense for both sides, absolutely we that's, bring him back. That's the
1: first time I heard a rational thought involving the Bucks or mainly just about anything that comes out of Chris's mouth. I'm team first, so, baby. If, if you're asking me the Bucks should re-sign Evans, the short answer is no. Look, I like Mike Evans. He's been great for this organization. But he's reportedly looking for a deal similar to the Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup, which is around $80 million for three years, 75 guaranteed, $20 million in signing bonus. Are you insane, Mike? A contract like that would be a very tough ask for Tampa Bay, who would be crazy for making a receiver over the age of 30 one of the highest paid in the league amidst their cap struggles and the need to pay other players in the roster. Yeah. Now,
0: go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, should he leave for free agency, the Bucks would only get a fifth rounder in compensation. You know, if you're mm. a 10-year-plus veteran, you leave. Even afterwards, they still get a fifth-round pick. So that tells me and everyone else with common sense that trading him would be the better option, which is sorry to tell you, Chris, what will happen once the season goes the way I expect for Tampa. Now expect Mike Evans, the great Tampa Bay Buck, to sign with another team, a contender,
0: before the trade deadline this year. Uh, To your point, Johnny, I think we definitely do agree on this. I'm going to throw out just some quick names here. Derek Brooks, Mike Alstott, Rondé Barber, Leroy Selman, the all retired Bucks. So I didn't know if that's the route you were going to go when we were going to talk about this. I thought maybe you were going to say something about ownership and the and the lack of keeping talent. So I'm I'm glad that we kind of agree on this. It still can be done. So I've heard, I've heard from you know the Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, that they may be coming to some type of resolution. And as long as it's a cap friendly deal that makes sense for both sides, I'm okay with Mike Evans returning as a buck.
1: Well, everybody would agree that if you're able to work out a deal um, that's cap friendly, of course. But, for the reports I read that he's he 's looking to be cooper cup money, right. and i 'm like no dude you you're you're still an elite receiver, but you 're in your thirties you uh, you want that big money and a team that's strapped that they 're so over the cap it 's ridiculous, and they still have other key players that need to sign, and so yeah, they 're going to want to keep you you 're going to have to do a hometown discount if you want to go and stay a buccaneer for life, otherwise you can go somewhere else and and the buccaneers I think if they can't work it out are smart to go ahead and move them because they're only going to get a fifth round pick if they let him play out their whole year, which they can probably get away with, you know, if a, a team's crazy enough, maybe give them a first rounder or a second rounder um, if you go ahead and trade them this year at some point. Now if they, they start taking off this year, somehow the bucks have a great year, then you hold on to them and get that fifth round pick. But if the season goes the way I expect, you go ahead and get something for them. don't do the mistake. That the, the Anaheim Angels did and hold on to Otani. Oh, my. And they didn't want to get rid of him. And it's like, oh, so, and, and they got nothing for him. So if the season doesn't go the way you think, you're not going to in the playoffs, go ahead and get, get rid of him and get something for him. You satisfied
0: your fans in less than 10 minutes. You brought up Otani. Uh, every day. Every day. The tattoo's healing. With the Jacksonville Jaguars, you've got Doug Peterson, Coach Peterson there. Just recently, uh, he had to go ahead and wave his son, Josh Peterson. He is now in the practice squad. What are your thoughts on Jacksonville and what they got going on there with the father son duo? Listen, the Jags. Are for real in 2023. Okay. This coach <laughs>
1: cut his own son. Now, Chris, Chris, can you cut your own kid? No. If CJ's nope. CJ's on the team, nope. then you cut your own kid. I couldn't do nope. it. He's starting. I would I would have hit <laughs> I would have hit him the depth chart somewhere. But when the Jags heard that Johnny from FM Sports had them winning the division, oh they God. knew that only the best of the best could make this team, Chris. Now, for this noble act. Doug Peterson will be now be known as Abraham Peterson, and will <laughs> surely be. Re-
0: and this team will surely be rewarded. Go, go, Jags! Here's here's what I got on this. One, I commend the coach. Uh Johnny, let me give credit when credit is due, Johnny, to the uh to the coach there. Listen. It, it take listen. It, it, uh, it take it takes a big man to do that. He did it. Uh the depth chart when it comes to practice squad players, it's not just on the head coach. It's something that is uh, decided among by other coaches as well. So the fact that they brought him back on, this is not this kid's first rodeo. I'm excited to see that. There's no nepotism there. And uh, you know, it's good for him. He he was he was cut last year from other teams too, so it's not like he's not used to this. Well, he played in the other
1: divisions, uh, the the UFL. He did other things right. that he played in there. But still, you're, you're if this was the Jacksonville Jaguars of old and they weren't the contenders that they are now, uh, they would have found a spot for this kid. The ownership would have been on board with it. It's okay. But when you're competing for not just a playoff spot, I mean, uh, uh, I, mean I don't see them in the Super Bowl. But listen, they're going to win the division. They're going to be in there. So it gives them a shot. Right. So, they're going to be a 12-13-12 uh, to 14 game winners this year. So, it's going to be an interesting, great season for the Jags, and you can't uh, hold on to mediocrity. So 10 good, games or less. Go ahead. They're not winning. <laughs> ten, even, <laughs> even if you say that, they're going to win the division at 10 games, but they're going to yes. win 13-14 uh, games this year. But we know we're talking about this Florida teams, and we're going over everything with Miami and Jags, but let's just jump right into it. The season's go. starting right here. Now, Let's go over our divisional picks. Now, who you got? Let's start with the toughest division in football, Chris, the AFC
0: East. Uh, for me, by the way, I, I, I we we got to take these times when we normally don't always agree, Johnny. And when okay. we do agree, I think it's something that we need to be on the same page on. Because I was actually going to ask you this question. You kind of already answered it. Mm-hmm. I was like, in the AFC, which one is the toughest division? Looking at it team for team. And I completely agree with you. This is the toughest division in football, folks. But the Florida man is going to help you here. It's the Buffalo Bills. They are, are going to come out of this division. They're going to win this division. It's not Miami. Buffalo, circle it. Florida man here for you. It's
1: wrong again here. Um, oh, my the, God, The AFC bro. East is going to the Miami Dolphins. Now, I'm betting on a healthy 2 Buffalo's three-year reign as the beast of the East come to an end. Now, the Bills should still get a wild-card spot. Uh, one of these two teams are going to be in the AFC Championship, if not, if not the Super Bowl. But Miami Dolphins,
0: divisional champs. Okay. Definitely. I know we're going to want to jump divisions here, but definitely just a tough division. you got the Patriots, of course, and you've got the, the Newark Jets. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Definitely a hard division there. It's going to be fun to watch. Let's move on to the AFC West. What you got, Chris? For the AFC West, AFC West, give me the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, very, it's, it's like a 50-50 division the way that I see it. I think that the Chargers are going to pull through this year. They're healthy. Uh, kind of like Miami, like you mentioned before. If you stay healthy, it's the Chargers for me and the AFC West. You say the fake, another fake L.A.
1: team. You like these teams that are they're the San Diego Chargers as far as I'm concerned. They're never going to be the L.A. Chargers. It's oh my a joke. God. Now, it's the AFC West. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. There's never a reason to bet on anyone but Kansas City while Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are standing. This is the new school Brady-Belichick pairing, which means if you can count on anything, it's the Chiefs up top the West. I have no confidence in the Broncos or the Raiders. The Chargers have the talent to compete with Kansas City, but they often manifest their own demise. There is no reason to question the Chiefs' claim to the division unless something unforeseen happens. Kansas City Chiefs, divisional champs.
0: By, by your logic, by your logic, then the Las Vegas Raiders are the Oakland Raiders. At any rate, the, the Denver Broncos, I see. No, you.
1: no, I disagree because oh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders actually went and, 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 and built a stadium in Los Angeles. The the these L A teams like they send like they, they they move in the outskirts and not even really in L A. It's the same argument with the New York Jets and the New York Giants who play in New Jersey. You guys are a joke. You root for these New York teams
0: that don't even play in the damn state. You don't want to pay the taxes, Johnny. Okay?
1: Yeah. Tax <laughs> okay. implications. All right, you then don't put your name on it to get the marketing dollars, but you don't <laughs> want to spend the extra money for, for taxes. But let's
0: move on. Enough of my rant. Let's move on to the A F C South. AFC South, AFC South. I've got the Jaguars coming out of there, you son and of I'm a... and, and I'm glad that we had that last segment oh earlier because goodness. I have them coming out, but I don't have them coming out with like twelve or fourteen games like this fool has. Oh my I've got God. them at nine or ten games, which is more than enough to win in this division. When you've got the Houston Texans with that rookie, Indianapolis Colts with the rookie, and of course the Tennessee Titans still trying to find their way. Fluid, Christian here.
1: This guy's a joke. Mic drop. This,
0: this guy. I, I I've been. I picked, Damn, I'm good. I picked the
1: Jags. From the very beginning, our very first show, the Jags, And this guy was laughing at me, calling me, are you kidding me? They're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you kidding me? Like, you haven't looked at the team like I, I've looked I at it. I
0: didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl. No, I didn't pick oh them to go to the Super goodness. Bowl. No.
1: Uh, this is why I like us having some receipts here, some, some, some audio receipts. Receipts. Okay, see, okay? okay. This is what I like. Because this guy was dogging on my pick, the Jags. And the Jags are going to have a turnaround season. This is before any preseason games, before we get into it. So I'm, I'm calling them out as oh, having... Boy. 12 to 14 games they're going to win this year. And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And then his fool goes and picks them as a divisional winners. Oh, that's okay. I'm glad that you're learning something from me, Chris. Thank you. I said
0: nine or ten I'm wins, folks. glad nine you, or are, 10 learning. Wins. you oh, are learning. You are learning from me. Okay. You
1: are learning from me, Chris. Good job. Yes, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, like I said, the reason, they have a soft schedule. They have a quarterback that's on the verge of pushing for the MVP and young players ready to take the next step. You add in Doug Abraham-Peterson. And this team is ready to win 12 to 14 games. The Titans will be tough week in and week out, but they lack the offense that the Jaguars have. Now, is this a cop-out to, you know, to pick based on a weak division? Who cares? The Colts and Texans are playing for tomorrow. The Titans are mostly stuck in the past, and Trevor Lawrence is poised for a big leap. Jacksonville Jaguars, divisional champs, which I said since day one, Chris jumped in the bandwagon. AFC North, who you got? Um,
0: well, who do I have fake news? Uh, for, <laughs> for AFC North, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore Ravens are going to do great. They're going to they're gonna have a, a very, very good season. I think that um, from what I've seen on the offseason, that they're really going to do better than they did last year. Cleveland Browns, the resurgence there that you're going to have with Deshaun Watson. And, I, and I've been high on Pittsburgh. So this is like, like, you know we said AFC East is like the best division. I would say AFC North is the 1A. You like that? 1A again It's the 1A as far as tough divisions. But definitely I got Cincinnati Bengals here on this one.
1: AFC North is going to get – is being won by the Cleveland Browns, okay? <laughs>
0: okay. You, okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I, Oh, yes. I, I,
1: I, okay. I, I believe the Browns have the best roster in the AFC North. Okay. But I have the utmost respect for Cincinnati, okay? But there's always a team that essentially goes from last to first in the division. And this year for me, it's the Browns. Cleveland Browns, divisional champs.
0: So you basically, and just because I want to know, I, I can't remember now, who's the quarterback in the Browns?
1: Okay, Chris wants to get hyped up. Who, who's the beca- quarterback? Because, I, I don't remember. Because uh, uh, it's Watson. Watson, oh, oh. Watson, the argument we have for Watson is fantasy-wise, I, I don't really think that he's going to do, produce the way you think he's going to produce. So you, you pick them as the AFC they, North champions. I, what, can I, I'm picking okay. them as AFC North champions okay. because it's an average quarterback because he's never going to be the, the, where he was before. They have an outstanding offensive line and the best running back in football this year in chubb so you have a good defense you have an amazing o-line you have an average quarterback they're gonna that defense
0: and running game is going to win them the division talking about keeping receipts i got you how you do that nfc east NFC East, give me the Dallas Cowboys. How about what? them, Cowboys? It is their year. I've got them going deep into the playoffs this year, depending on how Prescott does. But you've got the New York Giants. You've got the Washington Commanders. To me, those are all those you know C&D teams. It's going to come out to the Philadelphia Eagles. Can they do what they did last year? It's very hard, statistically, to come back and, and come back back to back and be able to do that. So, for me, it's the Dallas Cowboys. You pick... The
1: Dallas Cowboys. That is the kiss of death because whatever Chris picks or does something else is going to be the, the demise of that team. The NFC East is obvious to anyone. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, Typically, I don't like riding with Super Bowl losers as oftentimes they stumble the following season. But I do not expect that with Philadelphia. They are bringing back largely the same core and added some day one impact rookies like Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith of the draft. I don't see them falling off in this race, even if Dallas did get better this offseason. Philadelphia Eagles, division
0: champs. Yeah, we're going to have to definitely agree to disagree. It's so difficult, let alone being the loser, like you just mentioned, to just repeat. And you've got a team in Dallas who's primed to win now. We literally talked about last episode yeah. how why did they pick up this guy, give up a fourth-round pick for him. And so definitely, it's, it's no that, question for that, me.
1: Dallas has been primed to win for a couple years now. The problem is that they can't close the deal. They can't do it. Prescott isn't the dude. He's you're, not you're the guy. You're too healthy, Prescott, though. You're too of him from oh that injury. We've, we've had this already uh, uh, healthy. Prescott doesn't have that accuracy. He doesn't have that. We, even, even the football IQ, you saw this, the, the complete... Screw up, he did in the playoffs. He's not that guy. I don't want to hear about the Dallas Cowboys or any Cowboys fan. It's a, it's, it's, I'm tired of
0: hearing about about them boys. But (laughs) NFC West, who you got for the NFC West? Uh, very, very important if you want to circle this down for the NFC West, I've got uh, nobody cares. So (laughs) I I flipped a coin. It was between the 49ers and the Seahawks, and the 49ers won. That's really all I got to say about that division. The division is trash. 49ers, if this uh, Purdy guy can stay healthy,
1: I mean. I mean, people that live in that area, I think, care Nobody about Nobody cares. Care they about don't care, they care about Tampa. Yeah, it's an amazing analysis. to so Flip the coin. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, uh, NFC West is going to the San Francisco 49ers. Seattle has a good team, but they are the Tennessee Titans of the NFC. Now, despite question marks in the roster, they're always consistently competitive. Now, with that being said, San Francisco is loaded with skill and talent, and Shanahan has always had his team in position to contend. The Rams window has closed. Arizona couldn't beat the University of Colorado. Shout out to Coach Prime for an unbelievable introduction but sat, um, for the last Saturday. But San Francisco 49ers, divisional champs.
0: I like how you uh, read a nice little dissertation on that, and I flipped a coin and we still got the same team. You yeah, see, that's yeah. how easy it is yeah, for me yeah, yeah, we, we, to, got, to give we, you the best we, team. We, gonna we win. got the same that's team, like, but yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah. giving,
1: I'm giving you right. A dissertation, yeah. Like yeah. letting people know, like the, the really, the, the, the analytics that go oh. behind oh, this. Oh, is that what it you, is? You oh. look at it, you flip a coin,
0: and it's, it's your pick. That's what you do. NFC North, who you got? For the NFC North, it's very, very simple. It's an easy one for me. It's the Detroit. Just kidding. It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. I watched the the, uh, Netflix special. It's going to be the Vikings. Oh, you watch Netflix. Yes, and and Cousins, I trust, in that division. It's his year. He's going to go get it.
1: Okay, so Chris is um, how he analyzes and picks. He flips a coin, and he watches Netflix. That's how he makes his picks. He watches some Netflix and flips coins. That's how all the pros do it. The NFC North is going down to mm, the Detroit Lions, Lions I okay. say that, This is Detroit's time to seize the, the division. You know, bolstered by consistent quarterback play and a strong offensive and defensive line. You know, listen, I was tempted to take the Packers. The Vikings weren't in my mix there. The Packers, but the Lions are simply the most well-built team in the division right now. Uh, consistent quarterback play and Jared Goff, a strong offensive line, and some high-end first-round immediate impact
0: rookies, Gibbs, Campbell, Detroit Lions divisional champ. You can do all the research you want, but you got to play the games. In football, you have to go with your gut. And you're telling me that you had before the Vikings, you had the Packers? I don't Are you serious? I
1: don't I'm not going with my gut. I'm going off of what I've seen in the team itself that they want they won 7 of the last 8 games last year. They were one game short of the playoffs. And the Vikings, you're telling me that that Cousins is the guy? What has primetime Cousins there? He 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 hasn't shown anything that he can go ahead and, and push anybody past the the first round of the playoffs you think that they're going to go ahead at best you're looking at a wild card but i don't even have the vikings making the playoffs netflix says you're wrong
0: nfc south (laughs) who you got buddy uh for the nfc south you know i had to do a lot of research on this one i had to go to the back (laughs) cave and get the analytics done it's the tampa bay bucks it's no question i've said it from the beginning when we started these podcasts, folks you don't need to win more than eight games, nine games max, and you win this division. It's Tampa Bay. They're primed to do it as long as the offensive line can stay healthy. Let's go.
1: You know when you had did that whole thing earlier, where like, oh, my pick, who cares? It should have been this division. Because oh, you, you oh, just mentioned how like oh, how, how, how oh, terrible oh. how terrible this division is here. Okay. Now, this is a tough division to pick a winner, but you know, they all have issues, but it's it's the New Orleans Saints, okay? The Saints have the best quarterback in the division right now. Pro Bowl quarterback Derek Carr. Pro Bowl quarterback Derek Carr. Could be just what the Saints need to get back into the top of the NFC South. Now, the scoring defense was already top 10 uh, last year, 20 points a game. Um, 20 points uh, allowed ninth in the entire league, which allowed them to play. In 11 score games last year, Their, their offense was atrocious. The Saints went five and six in those games. But those moments actually are Carr's specialty. His 33-game winning drives and 28 fourth-quarter comebacks are the most by a quarterback through their first nine season. So go ahead and put this in your pipe and smoke it, Chris. New Orleans Saints, with the best quarterback in the division, wins the NFC South. New Orleans Saints, divisional champs.
0: All this research my boy does. I'm going to change your name from Fluid Johnny to Predictable Johnny. He basically grabs the teams and the best power rankings, and that's who you got for your divisional winners. Good job. Good job. Good job. job. Round of applause, Johnny. Round of applause.
1: to go. The the power rankings. If you read somewhere that said that they're going to win, great. Congratulations. This is through my own research. I mean, those are your divisional picks. Let let me make you a list of a few things I trust more than the football knowledge of my boy Chris here. Because he just dropped some knowledge here. Okay. Because I trust – Gas station sushi over that last analysis. I trust CNN. I trust a Somalian cruise line. A prostate exam from Captain Hook. An email from a Nigerian prince. I trust a mechanic telling me that my blinker fluid is low. You know, I you know what I trust more? Flint, Michigan tap water. I trust more than that analysis. Even more, I trust a drink from Bill Cosby more than what I just heard from you there. And finally, I trust the breast milk
0: from Caitlyn Jenner more than I trust what you just had to say. Aw, he wrote down his jokes. That's so funny. Look, how can you say that when 33% of our picks are the same pick?
1: 33% of our picks? No, yes.
0: we had two. We, what, what, two. No. And, and you yeah. stole for its entire duration of Dude.
1: this of this program. I've been on the Jacksonville Jaguars Telling you how great they were And you've been dogging me Saying that Oh my You're the, kidding me That the Jacksonville Jaguars Have improved it And you right. just You jump but on what, my But what did we say And then you say what, We, we what,
0: agree No But what you did we you, say See the difference, oh the difference God, I don't yeah. write it down I just hey, I say it But I remember it And here's hey, what we, I said I, You don't need it right here, now but, but, We got right, receipts We got here, audio we got right, receipts right, Here's, and here's right, what I said about them I said Jacksonville needs to prove That they're not the Jaguars And they need to prove That last season wasn't a fluke And you picked them Because that division Is is unfortunately It's not very good Like you mentioned, Texans. No. So it's but it's okay. Why can't okay. you just admit that you know you
1: you realize what I was saying? You're like, man, Johnny, no, you're right. Because no. from the beginning, I'm telling you that there, it's not it's not the division is weak, which it is. It's this, oh, it is. Okay, it, that's not the issue. The weakest the weakest division is the division you we just ended with, which was the New Orleans Saints with the Bucks, the Carolina Panthers, and Falcons. That is the NFC South is the weakest division. What I'm referencing is their schedule. They have a, such a weak schedule. So you have a good team, a really good team in the Jacksonville Jaguars with a weak schedule. Schedule. And that's what's going to happen. What's going to happen there is exactly what I said: twelve to fourteen we're, we're games you're winning. We're, we're to and then all of a sudden, now Chris jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah, sorry, Chris. We're, we're, we're going to have
0: to get Derby involved in this one because I think that when you say they're, they're a weak schedule, I think they have like the fifth or seventh hardest schedule in the league this year. But it's okay.
1: Okay, you know, it's, it's enough of this the divisional talk. You know, we've got our divisional picks. We did everything we needed to do there. Here, but let's jump into you know first game of the season is tomorrow, boys. Finally, I've, I've been waiting, staring at this date on the calendar. I've been staring
0: at this date on the calendar
1: like Chris stares at a piece of chocolate cake. Yes. I've, I've been waiting and waiting.
0: Lions versus Chiefs. Who you got? Yes, I do want some chocolate cake. So, uh, Detroit, Kansas City. I'm going to go out on a limb here to get things, things started right. It's going to be Detroit. That's going to take the W. Oh, my God. It, it's going to be Detroit. It's not just because of what happened recently to uh, – who did you pick a, again for your first round pick in Fantasy? I can't remember what was his name you know, that, you know who it was. Oh, you the guy's injured? You know okay. who it was. Yeah, it's not even the fact that he's injured. It's the fact that Detroit, going back to last season, going back to last season's week one, uh, they, they come out. They're, they're gonna, this is going to be their Super Bowl game for them. This is going to be their prove-it game. So give me Detroit for the W to start off Thursday night football.
1: So this fool who does this amazing analysis, who I have Detroit winning the division, he's bashing them saying, you got to be kidding me. It's, it's one be, game. It's, Vikings. it's one and game. Then, and then he, they're going against the Super Bowl champs. And then he comes out and says how Detroit's going to be. So they're going to be, arguably, one of the best teams in football. Not even arguably, one of the best teams in football. But oh, they're going to just get the the Vikings of the team. Listen, the Chiefs' best defensive player is holding out. And Kelsey may not even play. But even if he does, he's not going to be 100%. and the lines are for real this year and they're going to pick off where they left off last season. The Lions win the game 35-31.
0: So all that BS and you got the Lions winning. Yeah, oh my it, god, it, it, dude. Because you you're you're a, you're look, a constant look, contradiction. No, no, because it's one game, Johnny. Just because I got somebody winning one game doesn't mean that I have them winning the division. You see, the way okay. football is played is you have 17 games. Oh, I'll explain to you later. I'll explain oh, you. Got okay. Next. yeah. Okay.
1: You know, it's, it, no, we're going to j- jump into <laughs> that's that's week that's the first game of the year um as tomorrow we're all excited about it but let's just jump right into our picks for week one
0: now, let's go ahead and start with the the Panthers and Falcons Chris who you got yeah it's going to be a very sloppy game a game of the new rookie versus the second year rookie we're still rookies even in your second year and uh you're going to give me it's going to be at Atlanta so give me Atlanta taking the win and uh he's gonna have to wait till next week the rookie
1: I mean worst. the worst division in football. Um, it's a battle of the Rookie of the Year candidates. Robinson wins this battle, 23-17
0: Falcons. Browns and Bengals, who you got? Oh, you're, oh, you're writing down the scores? Oh, you've got the scores, Johnny? Oh, that's so nice. Ahead, oh, our fans love the scores. Uh,
1: what do you got? I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you don't you come unprepared. You don't know what's going on here. Like That's okay, man. I'll school you. I got a pen and
0: paper, baby. What do you got? Who's next? Browns and Bengals. Browns and Bengals, this is an easy one. Cleveland is going to do well this year. Uh, I've got Cincinnati winning uh, and winning by a lot.
1: Uh, well, I have the Browns. They're going to run all over the Bengals. 25 uh, 17
0: Browns. <laughs> okay. All right. What you got next? and Colts. Jackson Colts. It's going to be the Colts coming on top and then losing the game. Give me Jacksonville. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I, it it would have made more sense for you to go ahead and give me Jacksonville. Steal my divisional pick and then go pick
1: that. But come on, man. The Jags, 38 to 10. It's going to be a blowout.
0: Bucks and Vikings. Just to show you in the Florida man how unbiased I am, how how I'm always going to give it to you straight, and why you guys need to listen to my picks. This first week, unfortunately, it's going to be Minnesota taking it because we are at Minnesota. However, I think it is going to be a shootout. Mayfield's going to come out to play. No, the secondary is not going to be able to stop Jefferson.
1: It's going to be thirty-five seventeen Minnesota. It's not going to be close. Saints and Titans and Titans.
0: And then the, the, the who? Saints of what? Okay. So- <laughs> Uh, Satan's and Saints and Titans. Uh, oh, the who? No, <laughs> the hoop? The thing about it is, you said it because they're at at New Orleans. But anyways, uh, Tennessee is at New Orleans. Hmm, I'm gonna have to go with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Saints show up. Tennessee does not. Mm. Twenty eight to seven. Saints taking this game. Niners and Steelers. Niners and Steelers, it's the coming out party for Pickett to Pickens. Picket to Pickens, it's Pittsburgh, baby. It doesn't matter of Pani, whatever's going on <laughs> there. There's no Bosa,
1: but no problem. It's still a close game, 23-20. San Francisco wins this game. Ooh, you got San
0: Francisco. Arizona-Washington. Arizona-Washington, the game that maybe shouldn't even be televised. I don't think anybody's going to be watching it. Uh, this is going to be one of those toss-up, flip-a-coin. I'm going to just go with the coaching here and go with Washington. This is the garbage game of the week, folks. Yes. Uh, Washington
1: wins 21-17.
0: So you, got, you put a score in the garbage <laughs> team? Yeah. <Sorry>. 21-17. <laughs> it's all right. The Ravens and Texans. Houston is at Baltimore. Give me Baltimore and it's not even close. Texans score no touchdowns in this game. Ravens win 23-9. Okay. Packers and Bears. Packers and Bears. We've got Green Bay at Chicago. I, I really, I'm really really high on Chicago's QB this year. I think he's going to do great for fantasy owners. It's Chicago um, all day. Packers still own the oh, Chicago boy. Bears. In Chicago? Even, even with
1: Rodgers own them in Chicago. Out Chicago they own them. And Love is going to continue that mix. Packers still
0: own them. Wow. 20, me, 37 to me, 37-21 to Green Bay. That's going to be interesting for next week. Raiders and Broncos. Uh, Raiders and Broncos, it's it's the comeback for Coach Sean Payton. It's the comeback for the Denver QV, Russell Wilson. Give me Denver. No questions. They're winning it.
1: Listen, this game, Russell shows up. Mm-hmm. You know what? So does Garoppolo.
0: 31 to, thir- <laughs> 31 to 30 Raiders. It's close 31 game. 1. 1.1 by the Raiders. Wow. Okay. Eagles and Patriots. Eagles and Patriots. Johnny, don't get mad at me, okay? Mm-hmm. Eagles and Patriots. I actually am going to take New England to stun, stun, From last year's Super Bowl wannabes. I got uh, New England on top on this one.
1: No, as much as I would have loved to. um, Eagles are going to prove too much. 31-17 Philadelphia.
0: 31-17? 31-17 Philadelphia. It's going to be too much. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. Dolphins Chargers. Uh, Give me the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers. Let's go. The San Diego Chargers are going to lose. Tua reminds you what he does when he's healthy. 41-24 41-24 Miami. I think real quick, I know we're still jumping here, but I think Miami's going to regret having the offseason that they did, not practicing like I said they should have. No, uh,
1: they're going to light up these Chargers team. It's going to okay. be Like I
0: said, 41-24, it's not going to be close. Okay, Rams and Seahawks. Rams and Seahawks, this one is a toss-up for me. Let's go Los Angeles pulling the upset at Seattle. Loves the fake
1: Los Angeles teams, this guy here. But it's uh, Gino torches the Rams. 34-24 Seattle wins.
0: I got to give you one win this week, you know, when I clean up with Uh-huh. You. Mm-hmm. Cowboys and Giants. Oh, how about them boys? It's Cowboys, baby. Let's go. That's easy. Okay. Okay. Listen. You got you to make everything difficult. It's the Cowboys. Come on.
1: I, I'm not saying I'm disagreeing with okay. you, but them boys <laughs> are going to stomp the Giants. Here's the problem with that. <laughs> Everyone in Dallas will declare the Cowboys of 2023 champs without needing to play another game. It's going to be 35-13 Dallas. Talas
0: will destroy the giants bills and jets Monday night uh just kind of learning from rogers and what he does i think rogers is going to need some time to get his swing going i think the jets are going to have a pretty good season this year but week one it's definitely the bills no question
1: okay the bills i'm mean, going to play off of old coach green they're going to realize that the jets they are who we thought they were and the, and the overrated Jets are going to lose to the Bills 27-20. It's going to be a great, great first week. we are all been looking forward to it. I cannot wait. It's going to be an awesome, awesome um, you know, uh, showing here. So Thursday night, tomorrow's our first game. Then we got the games on Sunday. Then we finish up with Monday Night Football with the Jets and Bills. It's, uh, it's going to be fun.
0: I think it's also worth noting to let our fans know That going forward we are going to be doing this on Friday Because football takes precedent, right Johnny? So going forward we're going to be doing this for Friday, Saturday Just so you can get all the NFL games that you want Right before kickoff
1: Yeah, so we'll switch it up so that way exactly Now we're doing our shows Friday But it's going to be posted for you guys On Saturday morning So so be ready to do it Saturday morning
0: Awesome, awesome Hey, besides the NFL, which is very exciting We do got to talk a little bit about NBA Slash FIBA, Johnny you said something last episode. I think that, once again, the jinx still rises here, and you jinxed Team USA, and they lost to who, Johnny? Who did you okay. lose to?
1: It, it, listen. Who, okay. who, who did they lose to? Who we, they we, lose to? We, we, I don't have
0: an accent for yeah. that. <laughs> game, okay? We lost. Okay, We lost,
1: and I said well, there's no way. We cannot lose. Um, but listen, we could afford to lose a game, and the only positive here is that we got a taste of the agony of defeat. You know, and essentially the final time we can actually do that without risking the gold. We already secured our place in the medal rounds and destroyed yesterday the Itzami Italianos by almost fifty almost forty points. Um, the loss didn't count against us any and for our position wise. In fact, it will most likely improve our draw for the next round. Uh, They play the winner of Chris's favorite
0: team, Deutschland. Yeah, I I think it's definitely a blessing in disguise. I'm glad that we can agree on some things that actually make sense. So I'm glad you make sense sometimes. (laughs) They just thrashed Italy, 163. I mean, it wasn't even close. So great, great bounce back game. And to your point, they're in the medal rounds. Let's go get it, Team USA. Let's bounce back. Let's get that gold.
1: Yeah, we're in prime position. I would not worry too much. Like I said, I wasn't expecting us to go undefeated. It was just something to where... Lose a game, but just don't lose a game when it matters. And they lost the game. They got it with taste. They shouldn't like that taste. and They shouldn't want to experience it. So it was a close game. They lost it. Um, good thing is that with the loss from Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Brazil, those teams lost, and it secured our place into the Olympics. So we already secured our spot in the Olympics for the games here because a lot of these tournaments, they kind of give you your ranking. Right, They allow you to go ahead and, and, and qualify for the Olympics. We got that, and we still – are in position for the gold with a better draw in the next round. So um, good luck, Team USA. I, I expect you guys to do well. You're playing the winner between um, Germany and Latvia. So um, Please
0: don't give me any predictions. I don't need any more jinxing, Johnny.
1: Well, between those two teams, I mean, Germany and Latvia, it's going to be your favorite team. The Germans <laughs> are going to go and win that. So I, I look forward to... Uh, I've USA, Germany, then you have some magic players kind of playing against each other. So it should be interesting on that.
0: Yeah, and they're going to be playing with a sense of urgency. Speaking of having urgency, Johnny, in the NBA, Eric Lewis, referee that was Eric Lewis. Uh, we, we hear from time to time. It comes up on Netflix. Shout out to Netflix again because they do comment, you know, shows, documentaries on these referees and the gambling and the scandals. And here you've got a referee and Eric Lewis who has been accused of and basically caught. For having a burner phone to defend himself, (laughs) to defend refs, to defend the league, basically. And so last night I went and I started to look at all of these these tweets that he was doing with his burner. And we'll talk a little bit more about this back and forth. But for me, within like the fourth tweet. I knew that was a ref. Like, you don't got to be a detective. I was like, hey, that's a ref. Like, it's like, like that's com- commenting. It's
1: ridiculous. Whenever, I mean, I didn't, I didn't look at all of them, but if you're going through your Twitter or X, where they call it now, and you hear someone's like, wow, these refs are amazing. Like, right? hey, what a great call yep. by the ref. Yep. Nobody does that. Nobody, nobody hypes up the refs. The refs are supposed to be like hidden. You only hear about a ref... When they do something wrong. And, the, and then the fans are going to go ahead and talk smack about it. Nobody's going to say great call ref. It's not. If you start hearing it, it's from a ref. Now, NBA's <laughs> primary business is to protect this brand. It's simple. They investigated and found out some things and gave him an option. You're going to retire or we're going to have to open these things up. Now, they, they, he runs the risk of losing his pension or more. And uh, the NBA does have a history of shady refs, I la Tim Donaghy. The NBA has a zero chill policy when it comes to the refs making the news and they shut this down quick now with this re- now with his retirement that he announced the investigation is over you know big surprise now this move is shadier than hunter Biden's plea deal or shadier than trump's tax returns because you see here at fm sports we are fair and balanced folks oh so my okay now but get Jesus. get your act together
0: nba because that this is a complete embarrassment yeah, and this all started with, and and the people on Twitter—they're just savages, right? They're like, "Hey, they found out. They identified that this guy's a Celtics fan." Then there was like a specific tweet. Those of you who already know of of the uh, Celtic ref when the layup went up like oh no like you could see the cringe on his face and they're like oh is that eric lewis and it wasn't in fact eric lewis it was another referee which he tweeted about to correct people (laughs) i mean it's just it's ridiculous
1: if you look into obviously this particular burner account or even uh you know donaghy the the scandal that happened before with the betting there's definitely something happening in the nba and with the refs only what you only know a little bit about what's happening but We're going to go ahead and move to a sport where scandals are reserved for the players and uh, the terrible official play calling, you know, is really down to one only guy, which is uh, Angel Hernandez. You guys know in baseball. Let's start with the Miami Marlins. Now, did last week's spell work on them, Chris?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we are the jinxes, or you're the jinx, or whatever, whatever happened, right? And then we said that they're going to stink it up, and now they're on a five-game win streak, a half game out of the wild card. So let's go Miami, good for you guys. Uh, for me, the season, I will define it as a roller coaster season. I think that's an understatement. The next 12 games will define their season, period. It's the next 12 games. They finish the series with the Dodgers, and then they have series against the Phillies, the Brewers, and the Marlins. Now, the, uh, yesterday's game— And the Braves, excuse me.
1: Yesterday's game for the Marlins, they actually won—actually moved them into the wild card. They actually—they're not half game back. That win moved them into a tie um, with a couple other teams, but they had the tiebreaker. So they are currently, with the five wins in a row, are currently in the final wild card spot. Now, they, these, this team is fighting like the great Arturo Gatti. Now, I think you're right, Chris. We need to stop talking positive about them and then they that's win. crazy. So we need to stop. we need to cut it out. Let's limit the amount of good things we say about the Miami Marlins. But five in a row, they'd be tough teams, and they will they look good. I mean, they they like I guess I don't expect them to get into the World Series. But this is a team that's overachieving and good for them. They made a couple picks that they needed to do, so it works out for them. So I'm happy that the, the Marlins are are pushing. And doing everything they need to do to the wedge there. And they're going to suck next week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Marlins are great. Let's talk about the Rays. What's going
0: on with the Rays, Chris? Uh, the Rays are doing everything that I predicted they would do, Johnny. Ever since the trade deadline, ever since All Star Week ended, mm-hmm. twenty-eight games since they've gone eighteen and ten during that stretch. Three games behind Baltimore for the AL East, but the whole American League, Johnny. It's they're doing absolutely wonderful. No atani necessary. Let's go Rays Okay, I fall asleep thinking about the race.
1: Okay, because they're they're four and three this last week record. They're three and a half games back in the division because they and it's still they 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 are maintaining the exact same spot. It's the spot they feel comfortable in. I expect their continued snooze fest to continue into the playoffs. Well, they will die comfortably in their beds. Tampa Bay Rays are just perfectly complacent with being mediocre. They're just fine with just, hey, we're just going to get into the playoffs. We're going to continue the same trend. They don't get any closer than two and a half games in the division. And they're fine being in the wild card spot. It's If you're okay with just being okay, then great. The Rays are your team. But my beef meaning with the Rays is that they could have been a great team this year. They had... Everything they were missing
0: one or two key elements, and they decided not. To. Just because you jumped the gun and got your Rays Otani tattoo, and they didn't get Otani, like you've been just bashing on the Rays ever since then, and all they've done is continue no, to win. I didn't expect them to get Otani. It's it's pick up a
1: player, not Aaron Savale. Hey, don't talk about Aaron Savale. <laughs> you brought him up. No, <laughs> no don't talk me Aaron Savale. That's that's not Otani. Otani, we're gonna talk about it because he was available because we we're discussing how the moronic angels should have traded him so hey we saw what the rays were which were the pinnacle right there on the edge of being a great team and they decided no we're okay with this being good we're gonna go ahead and take our chances and hope for the best and that's what's frustrating to me is that you know wasted talent so you have it set up there and it says something to where man, it, it, it should have been such a different season for Tampa. And I know you're going to tell me the season isn't over yet. There's baseball left, but I've seen everything I need to see from the Tampa Bay Rays, and that's why they stagnate. They're in that same spot it seems like forever, because they didn't make a move to push them into that next level.
0: They're staying right where they are. Look, like I mentioned earlier, the Marlins have a tough road the next 12 games against the Phillies, Brewers, and Braves. It's complete opposite for Tampa for, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Their schedule is not as difficult, Johnny, so they have a, they have a very very good chance here they have a series coming up against the Orioles as well to take the, the to take the whole thing so interesting I, baseball coming up I, I,
1: I, I don't I don't get what you're saying on that I know that you're 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 loving the the Tampa Bay Rays but they haven't shown me anything that shows that hey that this is this team this is good they're gonna go ahead what have they done you're over here hyping them up because they're a couple games over 500 since the uh the, the trade deadline and it's kind of like okay great um, you're still in that exact same spot that you were before. Nothing has really
0: changed for you. This, this Florida man
1: hasn't gone to the World Series, baby. So you better believe him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you, you have him going to the World Let's Series, go. but there's there's no real proof that they can do it. Listen, enough talk about Tampa and their inevitable demise. Damn. You got a preview of great baseball and the class Did of we? the National League, the Dodgers and Braves. They showed us why they're the two favorite teams to win the pennant and possibly the World Series. They had a four game series. Where the Braves won three games and won, but every game was close. Mookie Betts, Acuna showed why they are the only two men worthy of the NL MVP. In this series, Acuna went 6-for-17, three home runs, six RBIs, also adding a couple stolen bases to his league lead in total. Mookie Betts went toe-to-toe with Acuna going 7-for-19, three home runs, five RBIs.
0: This was exciting baseball and a preview of what we can expect in October. So, you're saying that the Braves and Dodgers are a preview of the NL Championship? Yeah. So, how did that series go? I have the Braves winning that. No. Yeah, and, and how did the series go, though? That just happened. How did it go? The Braves won three games alone. Okay, so basically, Johnny just ruined it for everybody, folks. According to him, they're series So, we didn't even watch the games then, right? No, of course we watched the game. <laughs> it's it's exciting baseball. Listen. It's- Listen, listen, I get you, I get you. I'm just saying, if the preview is already there, it's already there. For me, for this Florida man, the the, the Dodgers just lost to the Marlins, okay? Just Mm -hmm. letting you know. Just let's go Marlins there. But I'm going to tell you something. The real best series in baseball hasn't happened yet, Johnny. You know why? Why? Because it's not a Florida team, baby. That's why it hasn't happened yet. Okay? So it's going to be the Rays versus the Orioles. Four games at Baltimore starting September 14th. That's going to be the real best series in baseball because, like I said from the beginning plug of this baseball thing, we've got the Rays and the Orioles going at it for it all and the games that actually matter towards the end of the month. Damn, I'm good. Mic drop. Let's go. Let's, you're welcome. What, oh, my God. What you
1: just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Oh, my God. At, at no point in your rambling Incoherent response, or even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone listening right now is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your oh, soul. Shout out to Billy oh, Madison, hey, baby. Hey, Shout hey, out to Billy Madison. I'm, 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 <laughs> got, I'm, got, I'm glad that, to I had to break that down. You're, Very you're, nice. You're, 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 listen, <laughs> it's the, the best series is what we saw the Braves and Dodgers, oh. the best baseball
0: on TV right now. It's at the MVP hunt between Mookie Betts and Acuna. Our fans know exactly what I'm talking about, Donnie. You basically just gave away the series of what's we've, gonna we've, happen.
1: We've already we've already know what the the that Tampa Bay has not done enough to go ahead and climb the mountain. I don't get it. The Orioles, everybody who's watched the Orioles, I mean they're a good team. They have everything in place, but they're such a young team. But they they're another team that I can understand. The Orioles are so young. They didn't make any moves because they're in first place. They could really push, but they didn't need to. But the Tampa Bay was right that they knew they needed
0: to add a piece. Get the, the Rays are not surpassing the Orioles. Okay. They're not surpassing the Orioles. No. Okay. So we're not just talking about the AL East, but the whole American League. So if I'm right, Johnny, if I'm right, as these games, so there's still a few more games to go that's before a bit, this that's series, a big if. before this series happens. But if I'm right, and then this series defines who's going to win, who's going to take the American League. What are you gonna say then about the raise? I, I wanna know now, we're keeping receipts, baby. What are you gonna say about the raise then? Listen, when it happens, it happens. Don't, oh, don't sit here and oh. tell me, don't, Damn, care, I'm good. Don't, don't sit here and tell me, oh, if you're wrong, what are
1: you gonna say? Are you dabbing right now? Like, nobody does that anymore, right? <laughs> Nobody does that. Nobody dabs, bro. All right. So cut that out. So, if, I'm not gonna get into what are you gonna say if you're wrong. The Orioles have been the class of the, of the AL East. The Rays have not shown me anything since the trade deadline that they're serious about winning. So, you know, I'm going to say the same thing I've said since the trade deadline. Prove me wrong, Rays. Prove me wrong. Prove me that, you know what, you made Prove the right moves. And, up. and But it's not going to happen. It's the, the, the best baseball is coming out of the National League with the Dodgers and Braves. Braves are going to the World Series. Braves are winning the World Series. I still have Braves and Texas Rangers there i'm still riding with texas of the american league they're one game back in the division only because seattle just went nuts now they hold their wild card spot they still expect them to win the division when it's all said and done braves are the best team all-around baseball team in the nl still holding strong the texas rangers at atlanta braves world series Give me
0: Colorado and the Oakland A's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to walk out. Like, what? All right. This, this, um, this, show, this uh, show's over. Uh, I, I'm still sticking with my same teams. I have the Rays and the Phillies. Back when the Phillies weren't favorable. Back when my buddy bashed me and said, the Phillies? Really? The Phillies? Yeah. So yeah, That's what I sound like? Yeah, that's no, what I sound like. You, you, you pick the Phillies, and I'm like, the
1: Phillies? Like, they're double digits behind... The Atlanta Braves. You're telling me that somehow the Phillies are going to beat the Braves in the playoffs? No, they're not. Listen, I like Harper and I like the Phillies. The Phillies are a good team, but the Phillies are essentially, you know, a a high dollar version of the Rays in the National League. They're a good team. They make the playoffs. They actually won ahead. I I respect them more because they, they they were all in on trying to win. They just can't get past those Braves. The Braves are too much for them. They're not passing the Braves, and I don't see them beating the Dodgers. But you know what? The Phillies last year, they overachieved and made the
0: World Series. Oh, so oh, you oh, really? expect I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. I was about to yes. answer on that. So
1: a team, a team that overachieved <laughs> and respect to them, and they they made it there. You expect them to do it two years in a row. You expect a team that overachieved. They didn't add extra pieces onto the roster. That it's essentially the same team, and still a really good team. And you're gonna go somehow you, they didn't become better than last year. They're the same team.
0: Other teams got better, but no, it's it's the Phillies are good, but not good enough. Just like in the NFL, you pick Kansas City to come back out and Philadelphia to come back out, but not not the Phillies in baseball, right? Oh, and I know what you're gonna say, oh, well, baseball is different than the NFL. It's, got it's not, not the yeah. different sports. Chris. Okay, yeah, so, but, but I don't
1: know it, if you know this. Baseball is played with a round sphere. And football oh. Oh. is... Like, oh, is it? Oh, is it? it? Completely oh. different rules,
0: too. It's, it's oh. interesting yeah, how those works. Is, so. the foo- is, is the football, with you kicking around with a goal? Is that uh, what it oh, works? Oh, my God. Was, uh, let's, let's call Eddie for some I, commentary. Yeah, <laughs> let's <laughs> give him a call, see who thinks <laughs> up there.
1: Now, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And when you know, starting next week, uh, we will be dropping our episodes on Saturday morning, like let's we had go. talked about earlier. So you can start your weekends with that content and the laughs that you enjoy most from the Florida Man Sports. Now, this is Johnny... Chris, let's go. We out.